Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Hey guys, praise the Lord, man. It's Pastor Chris, man. I'm so excited to be with you tonight. And man, God is so good. Glory to God, man. What a great opportunity to be with you guys. And I want you to be prayerful tonight. I got a word for you that's going to take you to a brand new level. We're in our series, Invite God In. It's been a great series. I don't know about you, but it's really been teaching me to take time to invite God into situations and circumstances, inviting him into your marriage, inviting him to your family decisions, all that stuff. It's awesome. Every area of life, God wants to get involved. Um, Today, I'm going to be talking to you about inviting God into a higher life mentality. Amen. It's going to be great stuff. Glory to God. It's going to be awesome. So do me a favor. Click right now the share button. Whatever device you're watching this on, guys, listen to me. The modern day evangelism is on this screen right here. This screen right here, the thing you're watching me on, is the key to reaching people all over the world. We are getting testimonies of people being changed because of the message. Almost on a daily, I'm getting texts or something. Somebody's seen it. They're doing watch parties. They're getting it out. Get the message out. Please help me reach people. That's what this is about, reaching people. And here's the good news. If you share it and they don't like it, they're just going to get mad at me, not you. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So it's going to be okay to share it. So click the share button as we get ready to learn some powerful principles tonight. Amen. One of the things I want to talk to you, too, about is this, is that we're so excited that We've been able to assemble on Sunday mornings, one service, 1030. Tell all your friends they could come out and be a part of a powerful service, or you could watch from the comfort of your home. You know what I figured out? We are You're either coming to my home right here to church, or we're coming to your home. But guess what? Whether you come to the church home or stay at home, we are home together. Amen. No matter where we are, welcome home. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hey, listen, let's take the opportunity to give today. Praise the Lord. Write this down. Our giving is making a difference because of this. Only God has the power to multiply seed. Man, this really blessed me. 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says this, and God is able to make all all grace abound towards you that you always having all sufficiency. I think you need to take that right there. Always having all sufficiency in all things. Whew. Man, I don't know about you, but that'll preach you happy right there. God says he's able to make grace, that's his ability, in your situation. Man, when God's ability shows up in your finances, how many of you know your finances have a whole lot more that they can accomplish. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. Having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. As it is written, he hath dispersed abroad and hath given to the poor. His righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that ministered seed to the sower, both ministers bread for your food and multiply your seed sown. I want to give you something. I'm going to give you this law again on Sunday. I'm going to add to it and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Now, here's something I want to tell you. Now, he that ministers seed to the sower, both ministers bread for your food and multiply your seed sown. Write this down. Don't ever forget what I'm going to tell you. It's a powerful revelation. God's been downloading... um, some financial freedom principles in me that I'm going to share with you over the next couple of weeks. And here's one of them. Only God can multiply seed. Write that down. Jesus makes it very clear throughout the gospel that he is the seed multiplier. One of the good things is this. It's a great revelation. Is this, that Jesus said that I am like a grain of wheat, and I must fall on the ground and die so I could produce a harvest. Your seed, your financial seed, well, he will multiply. He calls the word of God a seed. There's only one multiplier of seed, 
His name is Jesus Christ. So every seed that you take financially and sow, God is going to make sure. Even a natural seed, a natural seed in the earth, Jesus said, seed time and harvest shall forever remain in the earth. The principles of seed, time, and harvest are God's principles. And listen, it's not Mother Nature. It's not the earth. It's not the moon, the sun, the rain. No, it's God's system of seed supply. And the minute you take your seed out of the natural and put it in the kingdom of heaven, it is God's responsibility to give life to the seed to produce multiplication. He that sows sparingly shall reap sparingly, but he that sows bountifully shall reap bountifully. I'm, I'm coming to you in the arena of giving because I know your giving is going to be what sustains you through every season of life. So get excited because it is in your hand. You have the power to get wealth. No one else. Listen to me. Let me explain something to you. The, you hear a lot of stuff, and I'm going to move some misconceptions that humanity carries because they just do not understand the word of God. No one holds your financial future in their hand. Understand what I'm saying here. Understand it clear. No one holds your financial future in your hand but you. Seed time and harvest has overrode every system of the earth. My God in heaven. This has made it equal for everyone across the face of the earth because of seed time and harvest. Don't let anyone give you the mentality of man when you've been given the position in God. Hallelujah, man. That is powerful. If you heard what I said, it removes the boundaries of limitation and gives you access to God's supernatural supply. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I feel the anointing. I'm telling you what, I, want you, I feel the anointing in this gift because somebody caught it right there. Somebody caught what I was saying right there. They, they've been thinking, well, I'm limited because of an economy. I'm limited upon um, uh, an earth. I'm limited because of, of, of gender. I'm limited. No, you ain't limited by nothing. The minute you get a revelation, you have been exalted to the position of God individual in the earth with dominion my god in heaven i'm telling you there's a supernatural seed to be sown today right now as you give give in faith in the principles of heaven i feel the anointing right here i'm telling you this seed is going to make a difference in your life right now somebody caught what i was saying you got it through revelation. Like, man, I'm not limited by my economy. I'm not limited by my gender. I'm not limited by race. I'm not limited by my, I'm limited in a mindset because we have to understand principles of prosperity. But once I give them to you, they're equal for everyone. My God in heaven, I feel the Holy Ghost, glory to God. All right, we got to take it off or otherwise I'm going to be here for an hour. Hallelujah. All right, so how do I give? You said, Pastor Kids, you got me excited. Now, how do I give? Well, I'm glad you asked, amen. Y'all know go to Relevant. FL. It's like, Pastor Chris, you do this every week. I got to. Amen. Relevant FL. It's all on the screen. Relevantfl.org slash giving. You go there. It's simple. It's safe. It's easy. Then the other opportunity for you is you could text the giving. Y'all know the text to give is 386. You put your dollar amount in there, 386-968-1103. 968-1103. And you know you can give via text. Text is powerful. Amen. And then you could do this cash app, dollar sign, relevant FL. You just follow the instructions right there. Put it in there, please. And as you follow the instructions, it'll be simple. Amen. And then you can also send your seed to 920 Bevel. Road, Daytona Beach, Florida. Amen. 32114. 32114. I hope you caught what I was saying. I, I'm getting ready to elevate the we are we we're gonna pray and then I'm gonna get in this word. Father, I pray for your seed. Somebody caught what I was saying. I'm gonna give you principles of prosperity. They're gonna blow they're gonna blow your natural limitation out of the water. Because we're supernatural beings. God, God spoke to me and said, I've removed mountains of limitation. I've crumbled them before your eyes. I've been feeling this spiritually happening. Getting ready. We were getting ready to write a faith book. The faith book will be out. And, um, and I've, been, I've been seeking God 
about removing a limitation. And I could, I seen mountains just crumble. It looked like a mountain. And it was like, you know, like you look at Mount Everest and it's, it was like, boom, and it shattered to like rubble. And I could see it. And God, God was explaining spiritually, well, I didn't see with my natural eyes, but he was explaining that I'm getting ready to remove mountains of limitation out of your life. So I want you to get ready because something supernatural is getting ready to happen in your finances in your life. So I'm going to pray for you. So stretch your hand or hold your seed. I love it when they lift up the phone. You know, in the church, I said, they wave your offering. They wave in their phones because they text to give or they give online. So, Father, I thank you for your people. I thank you for the prosperity that you've promised us. I thank you. It's a position based on faith. And it's a revelation of who you are and what you can do. We believe it. We receive it. We expect it. Not because we demand it of who we are. We demand it of because of what you've done. So we don't walk without it. We're going to walk in it. And the enemy has to give seven times what he's stolen. We caught a thief and he has to pay back. We walk in supernatural revelation of the blessing of God. And we expect it because of what you did. We honor your word and therefore we put a demand on what you said. Because you ain't the one trying to keep it from me. There's only one thief. His name is the devil. And we have power and authority over him. So we break his power in the arena of finances. We loose the angels of heaven to go get the increase. And we expect and claim everything we need in the earth. Because you said you know what we have need of, but ask me. So we're asking you, God, send the seed. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Tonight, I want to talk to you about stepping into a higher calling mentality. Amen. Inviting God in means you step up to a higher calling mentality. And what I want you to kind of catch in this season of life is this, is that higher calling mentality is going to cost you a little bit of something to get to another level of revelation. But once you get to this level of revelation with God, something changes in the DNA of your life. And limitation has now been removed because accessibility to the greatness of God has already been given. But now when it's discovered, it can become part of my reality. So what happens is I kind of go, whoa, I can access this revelation produces the light and the illumination to go to the next level. So I want to look at this with you, the higher calling mentality. Say, what is a higher calling mentality? Well, in Philippians chapter 3 and 12, I have in the Passion Bible, it says this, I admit, this is the Apostle Paul speaking, says, I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing. Sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? But I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Christ Jesus has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. I don't depend on my own strength, and that's huge, because in your own strength, you can't do much. To accomplish this, however, I do have one accompanying me or one compelling me. Well, what's that? Who's, who, however, I do have one compelling focus. What is that? I forget. What do you forget? I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. I love that. He said, I forget the past. That's the good and the bad. Past is yesterday. Amen. It's not just the failures of yesterday, but it's all of yesterday. I'm going to say this. Paul said this. I forget. Now, you got to understand. Textually, he was talking about how he changed his life, how he was a a Hebrew of all Hebrews, how he understood the law, but how he discarded it and considered it not to be worth anything when he separated himself from it. But here's the thing. I forget all of the past. I fasten my heart to the future. I run straight for divine invitation of reaching a heavenly goal and gaining the victor prize through the anointing of Jesus. So let all who are fully mature have this same passion talks about having a next level mentality. If you're fully mature, this should be your goal. What is that? And if anyone has any other kind of desire, God reveal it what? Get ready to run after the prize of victory or victory's prize. 
following the path with one passion. Look, it's so good. My beloved friends, imitate my walk with God and follow all those who walk according to the way of life, who what we basically molded it before you. We've been, we've been fashioned before you. I, I love this because I want you to see this. And it goes on. You could read all of it. But here's the thing that I love. And I want you to say, he said, I forget the things that are of the past. And he pressed into the high calling. King James says that's the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. But here's tonight what I want to talk to you about. There is a hidden cause of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Write that down. There's a hidden cause of the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. That means this, that if there is a higher calling to press into, that means there's a lower level calling I could step into if I'm not careful. What does that mean? That means this, that you could be at a low level calling and just kind of going through. But are you pressing for, this is my question to you tonight, are you pressing for the prize of a high calling? Come on, somebody. You said, what do I mean, Pastor? I don't even know there's a... Well, Paul said in the King James, I press for the prize. I forget the things that are behind. And I press for the prize of the what? The high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He said, I'm pushing for a high calling. I got a question for you. Are you still pushing for the high calling or are you settled for a low calling? Sometimes we become almost lethargic in our quest for spirituality. Now, we know we've arrived because of righteousness, but we have to press for perfection. I'm telling you, you could be perfect in the things of God. That's true. The Bible says that you could be perfected because of your vocabulary. You don't, you don't speak to things. It says a perfect man can keep his tongue. It says the body can be put in subjection where it doesn't crave the things of natural affection. Um, your, 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 your words, obviously, are very, very important. One of the things I want you to know is this. There's a high calling. Apostle Paul said this. He said, I press for the prize of it. That means everybody running doesn't receive a crown, but them that run with a little bit more can achieve great things in the kingdom. Now, this is more than just kingdom life. This is about you living the life of faith you want. This is about you having the marriage you want. This is about you walking in the financial position you want. This is about every aspect of your life going to another level because here is a key factor you cannot forget that this is important man that if you do not stay up on the level or the mentality of pressing for the prize you might just slip back into the pack and make sure you don't do that because then i might just be what what one of many but I want to be one of few. What does that mean? That means to press into this thing, I got to change some things. Amen. I don't want to be like everybody else. I don't want to live a mediocre Christianity. I don't want to live a one foot in, one foot out kind of Christianity. I want to access everything the high life has for me. Amen. Amen. So just remember this. Here's one of the big things we're going to do. As we understand the hidden cost of the high calling for this prize, we got to understand this, that your thoughts control a lot of my life, but I can control my thoughts. Write that down. My thoughts control a lot of my life, but I can learn how to control my thoughts. You're going to have to get a new mentality for the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Just take that note in. What am I taking away here? That I am going to have to change my mental perspective of how I see the kingdom if I am going to achieve the high calling mentality. It's a different way of thinking, guys. Huge. Look what Proverbs 4.23 says. Be careful what you think about because your thoughts run your life. My God in heaven, y'all know that one. They are shaping. You are shaped by the thoughts of your life. You're going to have to understand that some thoughts just cannot stay in your head if you're going to achieve the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Really, really important because here's the thing. Some mindsets that come in, it's kind of like this. I think we do this, and that's what I think the Apostle Paul was trying to say. He said, I forget 
everything. Man, that's a, that's a steep slope to step into. What do you mean? He said, not just the bad stuff. I'm forgetting the okay stuff. I'm forgetting the uh, kind of like time-wasting stuff. He said, I'm pressing for a prize. That means my focus is so committed to my future, I cannot allow yesterday to affect where I'm going. My focus is so fixed on my future, I can't allow the last five minutes to affect where I'm going. My God in heaven, I'm telling you, listen, so if I'm going to live this next level mentality in my thinking, high level thinking, that means this. I'm not going to allow other people's words to affect my life. I'm not going to allow other people's actions to affect my life. I'm not going to allow wrong thoughts to come in and to affect my behavior or my ability to run. You know, I talked to somebody, um, a really good friend of mine. They might even be watching right now. We were talking about a mutual friend that we have. Really great guy, kind of spent a season of my life, early years of walking with Christ. We were running, man. It was a bunch of us, you know, like four or five of us. We were just, man, we were really blazing a trail, praying, seeking God. I remember being like in my 20s, you know. I know I'm young, praise be to God. I don't look much older than 20 right now. Praise God, right? Okay, good. That's one amen. Hallelujah. No, come on. But I, want, I, was, I was serious. We were talking, and we were kind of reminiscing just a little bit about how we were running after God and how we kind of, you know, we went to a couple conferences. Matter of fact, it was funny. We were talking about, you know, we went on trips, and, you know, we would pray and seek God and just really go for it. A bunch of, you know, guys around the same age. And we were talking about a mutual friend. And one of our mutual friends who was ablaze, maybe out of all of us pressing the hardest in the early season to go after God. And um, my friend said something. He said, you know, he, don't, he doesn't even serve God anymore. Not at the level where he was. Nowhere's near at the level where he was. And he hardly even serves God anymore. And I was like, really? And I was like, why? And it was like, man, sometimes church hurt can really be effective and stopping somebody. And I thought of it when I was thinking about my sermon. How many people just got hurt and said, well, because I'm hurt, now I'm not pressing no more? How many people said, man, I got mistreated, but now I'm not pressing no more? How many people, listen, Jesus never guaranteed everything was going to be fair. Matter of fact, he told you how to live with unfair treatment and still keep pressing. Man, I'm going to tell you what. Honey, listen, this is where the pushers push. I'm a hope pusher. I push hope. <laughs> they say, what you got, Pastor Chris? I got my pushing hope. I'm a hope, I'm a hope dealer. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, I'm dealing out hope, man. You know, it's, it's kind of funny, man. You said he's a hope dealer. Yeah, I'm a hope dealer. I deal hope to whoever could come get it. But Christianity was never based on you receiving what was fair in treatment. Jesus was the most fairest man of all, but he was treated the most unjustly. He was the kindest, compassionate man to ever walk the face of the earth, but he was berated, belittled, beaten, ostracized, mutilated, crucified. He didn't get fair. And the key to this is this. So just like I was talking about my friend, I said, man, church hurt can't stop you from pushing and pressing. The words of other people or the pains of other people cannot stop you from pushing and pressing. People have done things that are almost evil in their action towards other people, but it can't stop you from the pushing and the pressure. You got to keep pushing. And just like my me and my friend were kind of talking about it. I was like, man, it makes you kind of think that could have been any one of us. But you got to choose not to get offended. You got to choose not to get hurt. You got to choose not. Now, I didn't say it wasn't real. You got to choose not to allow yourself to become a victim when you could say this is not right. But you got to choose to push and press anyway, even when it's not right. What do you do when unfair treatment hits your life? 
It's easy to forgive, forget when it's not painful. But the minute it becomes painful, now it's going to cost me something to love. Man, I'm telling you, look at this. Here's one of the big things. If you're going to live next level mentality, you're going to live next level anointing. You're going to press for the prize of a high calling. How many say, "Ooh, I want the high calling, Pastor? You know, we in church banging the tambourines. Come on, right? I want the high calling. We used to sing this thing, going up to the high place. I've been singing all day. Going up to the high places. You remember that? You remember that one? You don't know that. We're going up to the, yeah, you go, the high place is going to cost you something. You got to climb, climb the ladder rung of success. You got to climb the ladder rung of pain. You got to climb the ladder rung of being offended. You got to climb the ladder rungs of life. Yeah, everybody wants to go to the high places, but you got to climb the mountain to get up there. Amen. It isn't easy. So one of the things you got to remember is if you're going to go to next level mentality, next level anointing, you're going to have to cast some thoughts down. Amen. At this level of thinking, you're going to have to cast some thoughts down. And remember this, not a lot of people make it to the level of where you want to go. You know, you know, you ever watch, like I was watching, I don't know, I watch some weird stuff. You know, sometimes the kids, I grab the remote and I'll go watch something. And I was watching something the other day. I don't know why these people climb these mountains. It's hilarious, right? So they're climbing this humongous mountain. It's like five days to get. You look at it from down on the ground. You're like, oh, that's easy. That looks like a couple of hours. And the guy's like, it'll probably take us about five days. And I was like, what is it? Five days to climb up this mountain? He's like, you know, the guy was legit. Like they got ropes and gear, and they got a. They knew where they were going to stop, and they they had it all mapped out. And they're going to go to the top of this thing, like you know, it's like Everest thing, and they're going to. But it's like five days. It looked like a couple hours, you know. You're like five days. So it's like sounds like life, doesn't it? Like, oh, this I should be there by now. <laughs> my God, I should be. I should be at the. My ministry should be exploded by now. You know, God's like you didn't even start climbing. <laughs> <laughs> this marriage, my God, we've been, we should be, we should be, we should be angelic. Yeah, okay. These kids, right, come on, right, life, you know, this business should be, okay, right? You just start and you think you're finished. But one of the things I like, they, they had it mapped out where they were going to stop, and it was kind of funny. The one time I was watching it, it was like, the guy's like, I can't go no more. And they're like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm, I'm going down. And it was like literally like the higher they got. It was like the, the people like step one, like, man, I bit off more than I could chew. I'm going down. The other people made it up a little higher. Some people are like, man, I, I can't do this no more. I'm going down. Then they was like, they couldn't do it one time. They couldn't even do the whole trip. Nobody got there because like the weather was crazy. You know, it sounds like life, doesn't it? Like we started out on this journey and we're going to get there. We're going to climb this Everest of high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And now it's like, man, it's been five years, man. <laughs> I ain't seen nothing change, you know. You feel like the woman with the issue of blood. It ain't getting better. It's getting worse, bro. I'm ready to get out of here. And it's constant. And then you start seeing people, they just, no, they go back to the low level. Or they go back to the medium level. And you start looking around, and maybe you're the only person there looking to press for the high calling. But Jesus said through Paul, there's a prize for this. You're not running for emptiness. You're running for a prize. I don't, I don't know what it is. You know, it's kind of like when you were a kid, you know, you, you, got like, um, you got like a box, you know, and you didn't know it was a secret surprise. It's like, what's in it? You know, you're shaking it. You're trying to figure it out. It's like, what's in it? What's in that? What's that prize in there? Well, I don't know. Maybe we, maybe we see it in the earth or maybe we see it when we get to heaven. But I promise you this. If Jesus said there's a prize waiting for you to press for this next level, you might want to push there. So here's some things, right? You got to think about, if I'm going to get to this next level that most people don't walk in because they don't really want to get there, I'm going to have to change the way I think and cast some things down. Look at what it says in 2 Corinthians 10 and 3. The world is unprincipled. It's dog eat dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair. But we don't live or fight our battles that way. Never have and never will. Man, that is so strong. That's the message. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are for demolishing that entire massively corrupt culture. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down 
barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of a life shaped by Christ. Man, I'll tell you what. If that didn't get you there, I don't know what will. It's a doggy dog world out there. But we're not being molded by how these guys do it. We're going to be molded how God told us to do it. Remember this. You can't think like everybody else at this level of high calling. Not many people walk at this level. You know, that's the funny thing about this. You know, if you went and asked everybody, how many people have climbed Mount Everest? It's probably not that many. Why? Because it takes something to walk at a higher altitude than most people do. Because I'm telling you what, you're going to have to have the right attitude. Don't go through life missing your destiny because you do not want to walk in the higher calling potential that God has given you. Everybody is not going to. Listen, I'm telling you one of the greatest things about it. Don't, let, don't, let, don't, don't think people are going to understand you. Because when you take on this, you think Paul was understood? Why is, Paul was the guy that was a pain. Like, why has he got to pray a little longer? Why, you know, Paul's had to get the prayer meeting like, oh, let's stay another hour. You're like ready to punch him in the head. Like, we've been here for like an hour already. You want to stay longer? You know, he's the guy in the Zoom meeting that has more questions. You know, I got more questions, Lord. Can you answer this? Can you like, dude, we've been on Zoom meetings for three hours. You know what I'm saying? Paul was that guy. Like, I'm pressing. Where's he going? I'm pushing. Where are you going now? What are you doing now? He was kind of probably the most aggravating person to be around because it was almost like I'm pressing for a prize. I'm pushing in prayer. I'm staying up. I'm, I'm pressing. I'm studying. And, and, and can you imagine the mentality if you got around him? He was challenging their mentality of who God was. No, that ain't good enough. Let's, let's, let's forget about those things which are behind. Let's push and pursue. You get around people. Let me explain something to you. People travel in packs, and you, the Bible says he that stays in the multitude of fools has nowhere to go, but he that sticks around wise men will succeed great things. One of the greatest things you could do is look at your circle and see what they're saying because your circle is telling me where you're going. You got to make sure you've got the right counsel around you for the next season. High life, this is what I like to say high life mentality people travel in packs. Complainers, grumblers, mumblers, and people that ain't going nowhere that are just happy with mediocre Christianity usually travel in packs. Look at the circle of people and see hey, man, are these people still climbing the mountain or have they stopped? Have my friends stopped climbing mountains, or are they just happy with, with, with status quo Christianity? Or are they pushing for the prize? Ask them. Be like, you pushing for the prize? Look at your house. Say, house, are we pushing for the prize, or are we just rehearsing the problems? Remember this. Change is going to have to start in your mind. If you're going to have next-level mentality or next-level greater anointing or you're going to push for the prize of a high calling, you're going to have to start changing your mind. Look what it says in Romans 12 and 2. It says, do not conform yourself to the standard of this world, but let God transform you inwardly by a complete change of your mind. Matthew 5 and 8 in the Message Bible says, you're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and heart put right. Man, that is powerful. That's Matthew 5 and 8. You're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and your heart. That's your inside world. Your mind and your heart. Put it right. Then you can see God in the outside world. <sighs> Guys, listen. This is really profound. I can't see God in the world. Well, you could if you get your inside right. You're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and your heart right. Then you can see God in the outside world. When your mind and your heart ain't in the right place, you start seeing like low-level Christianity sometimes. But to see at this next level of high-level mentality in Christ, you got to get your outside world right. But that doesn't happen until you get the inside heart and mind right. I'm going to have to change some of my thinking. 
You know, I can think of even my own life. I remember one time, you know, I, I kind of got, I kind of got a little mad. I got offended. I, I, it was, it was all totally. I was, <laughs> you know, it's funny. <laughs> You're gonna laugh. I was perfectly right about everything I said, and it all came back just the way I said it was gonna happen. And I was like, good, told you that was gonna. <laughs> and it was really wrong. It's really bad behavior. Please, just, just, just. <laughs> Just repent with me now. And I was literally, I remember thinking I was so, like, I was being accused. It was, like, coming at me. Like, I was, you know, the crazy Christian. I was too extreme. I was radical. I was pushing too hard. I was, like, aggravating everyone. I was too too word-oriented. You know, I didn't, I was too unemotional for mankind. You better hear what I just said. I did not respond emotionally in situations that everybody else responded emotionally in, and I got blamed for it. And not only did I get blamed for it, I got accused for things I shouldn't have been accused for because I had no part in them. But because I did not get emotional like everybody else and lived in the word, I got ostracized. How's that for fun? I remember thinking I was negative in my mind, and the minute I got negative in my mind about how I was being in this whirlwind of problem, I started not seeing straight. Sometimes in life, we've got to remember this. If I'm going to have the next level mentality or if I'm going to live the higher level calling, it might get lonely. Not a lot of people think like this. In the Message Bible in Ephesians 4, 17, and so I insist, and God backs me up on this, that there be no going along with the crowd, that empty-headed, mindless crowd. They've refused for so long to deal with God that they've lost touch, not only with God, but reality itself. They can't even think straight anymore. Feeling no pain, they let themselves go into every kind of sexual obsession, addiction, perversion. But that's no life for you. You've learned Christ. What Paul was saying here is this. He said, listen, it wasn't just sexual or immorality. It was this. God backs me up on this. If you keep following the crowd, you might just be following the empty-headed, mindless crowd. Because they refused for so long to deal with God, they've lost touch not only with God, but reality itself. Guys, sometimes in life, if you, keep, if you pick up wrong mentalities that are not word-based or God-based, you'll just look like the crowd. That's not, that's not simple to say, but just like me, I started getting... I started getting in moments, it seemed like I was getting pressure for doing the word of God. Isn't that something? I was getting hammered for doing the word of God. Isn't that pretty ironic? Like, you start becoming a Bible believer, you would think there would be a parade for you going, yay, somebody doing the Bible. Yay, somebody walking in love. Yay, somebody speaking good things. Yay, somebody being kind. Instead, you get persecuted for the good you do. And I remember I let it affect me to a point where when I picked it up, I got cloudy for a minute. I never forget it. I was driving in a car and I almost didn't know where I was going because I was excited about something that was happening on my behalf to prove my justification to make me feel good about what I knew I was doing. Sometimes in life, you got to lose trying to be right just so you can go to another level. I don't need to be right. I just need to be at the next level. I don't need to be... I don't need to be accepted in arenas. I just need to be walking at the next level. Here's the one thing you're going to do. You must forget the past, but never forget your position. You must forget the past, but never forget your position. What does that mean? In James 1.22, it says, don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you're anything but that. Letting the word of God go in one ear and out the other Act on what you hear. Those who hear and don't act are like those who glance in the mirror, walk away, and two minutes later have no idea who they are or what they look like. Man, ain't that the truth right there? They don't know who they are. They don't know what they look like, and they're almost missing. Higher calling mentality means my feelings can't get the best of me. 
That's one of the most important things you do. Don't let this word go in one ear and out the other. Don't let your feelings. Here's one of the big things. Put this in there. Never let your feelings override the truth of the word of God. Never. It's hard, but it can be done. Higher calling mentality means feelings can't get the best of me. I can change how I feel by changing how I think. David said this in Psalms 42.6. He said, my heart is breaking. So I turned my thoughts to God. Man, that's so good. How many times when my heart is breaking do I turn myself to God? Jonah said it like this. When I lost all hope, I turned my thoughts once more to the Lord. It's in Jonah 2 and 7. He said, when I lost all hope, and I started thinking about Jonah, it kind of got me here. You know, I'm not a real big Jonah thinker, but sometimes life gets messy before it gets better. That's one of the things, you know. If I'm going to press to this next level mentality, I'm going to have to look at some of the limitations that have been keeping me at another level of mentality. So this way, it might get a little messy because I'm going to have to tinker just a little bit with some of my theology. And how many of you know, when you start playing with your theology personally, I start understanding that it's uncomfortable. But sometimes God allows my discomfort to push me to a place called obedience. You know, I thought about this. I read something Max Lucado said uh, uh, about Jonah, and it was really good. I'm giving him credit for it because I thought it was great. He said, look at Jonah in the fish's belly, surrounded by the most disgusting, sucked in by seaweed, messed up. For three days, God has left him there. And for three days, Jonah had to ponder his choices. For the three days, he's probably come to the conclusion he ain't got one. He blew it as a preacher. He was a flop as a fugitive. At best, he's a coward, and at worst, he's a traitor. <laughs> and what he's lacked all along, he has now in abundance guts. <laughs> that blessed me, man. So Jonah does the only thing he can do. He prays and says nothing about how good he is, but a lot about how good God is. He doesn't even ask for help, but help is what he gets. Before he could even say amen, the belly of the whale starts to convulse, and this fish vomits him up. <laughs> Jonah lands face first on the beach and figured out maybe one thing. I started thinking about Jonah. Because I started thinking about if I'm going to go to another level of this high calling, I've got to leave some low calling mentality out. And how many of you know it might get uncomfortable walking in obedience for the plan that God has? How often do we think God's out to get us when in reality, he's only out to get our attention? Has God gotten your attention? And how about this one? Maybe he's engineered some circumstances to get us where we're supposed to be, not where we are. Higher life demand, higher life's going to demand some challenging changes in your thoughts. Higher life's going to demand some challenging moves to acts of obedience. Higher life mentality demands the right kind of believing. That's one of the most important things I can do. Every behavior that we've acquired has come from belief. People's beliefs, people's beliefs are, are, are creating their behavior. Behavior didn't just show up all of a sudden. Bottom line is this. My behavior has been what? Planned. Higher life demands right kind of believing. I can't believe like everybody else if I'm going to press for the prize. I can't think like everybody else if I'm going to press for the prize. Just like Jonah, I can't just do what I want to do when God's got me assignment if I'm pressing for the prize. I can't just hang where I want to hang, go where I want to go, do what I want to go do. You know, when we were in our vision series, some of you remember this. I said vision produces constraint, not discipline. Discipline only lasts for a while, but vision, vision is key because vision produces constraint. See, the Bible says without a vision, the people perish. But this is what it said in the, uh, I think it was the Amplified or the NIV or one of those translations, even the message says this, without vision, 
there is no constraint. There's no guidelines to life without vision. Without vision, I just walk around aimlessly. I can make multiple decisions that maybe aren't good for me. But when vision shows up, I've got guidelines that i got to live in between the span right here because vision is telling me where I can go. Vision is telling me how long I can stay. Vision is telling me a lot of things. So as we're looking in this series, higher life, higher life mentality is going to demand the right kind of believing. So what are you believing right now and why? That's one of the most important is where am I forming my beliefs? Remember this, if my beliefs are not formed by the word of God, then I'm not allowed to believe them. That right there is huge, but right there will help you. If my beliefs are not formed by the word of God, then I'm not allowed to believe them. Guys, higher life mentality. Paul said this, I press for the prize of all. High calling of God in Christ Jesus. I'm pressing for a prize. I'm pushing. You know, guys, I don't know about you, but if you're pushing, that means there's resistance. Who's trying to resist you from this higher calling mentality? Who's trying to stop you? I don't think it's God who called you. I don't think it would be Jesus who saved you. And I sure don't think it's your destiny that's awaiting you. But who's trying to stop you? Who's trying to resist you from this high calling? Is it your mindsets? Is it some of your ideas? Or is it your thoughts? Is it your hurts? Is it your pains? Is it your problems? Is it your systems, situations, circumstances? Maybe your mindsets. Maybe your past. Maybe, maybe it's your pain. But something's trying to stop you from pressing for this prize. My question is this. What are you going to change in your thinking so you can keep pressing for the promise of that prize? You might have to separate yourself. You might have to separate yourself from some really good people that stop pressing. It's okay. You can be friendly, but I got to keep pressing. You might have to separate from some mentalities that everybody else has that people that are pressing for a prize can't have. I started understanding I was restricted in my thinking based upon my pressing for the prize. What did you say? I was restricted in my thinking upon me pressing for a prize. We live in a world with a lot of opinions, but I got news for you. When you press for a prize, you don't have many. You know, Jesus was a, a master teacher. Everybody wants to take the Jesus thing. Well, Jesus was a quiet man didn't have a lot to say in a lot of tension-filled situations because he was a man of wisdom. What do you say? What do you, what do you say that I am? Quiet, but not weak. Powerful. Press for the prize. It's waiting for you. Some things are pushing. A lot, of, a lot of things pushing right now. But you just keep pushing for the prize. Sometimes in life, people might want you to pick up their learned behaviors, their patterns of thought, their ideas of circumstance and situations. People pressing for a prize, they don't have many opinions. They don't have many words. They, they kind of they say what the book says. Kind of keeps it simple and easy. Somebody might say, well, that's not going to be me. Well, that's okay. There's a high call in waiting for all of us. Pushing for your prize means you kind of separate from who you are and press into who you're supposed to be. I think I'll leave it in Paul saying, I think he said it best. I forget those things which are behind me. I forget those mentalities, mindsets, places. And faces. I'm going to forget some seasons, some stuff, some pain, some hurts. I'm pressing for a prize. And when you start pressing for this prize, you're going to start noticing something. The road that's waiting for you gets a little narrower because not many walk it. I don't know. I know this. Going to have to change some mentalities, going to have to change some mindsets, going to have to change some ways I walk, going to have to change some ways I talk. But if Paul said there's a prize waiting for me, 
I kind of want to shake the box and see what's in it. What am I giving up by not pressing? What am I giving up by not pushing? A lot of people started pushing and pressing, but they stopped along the way. I want to challenge you today to push for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus because it's got a reward that nothing in the worth, nothing in the earth is worth giving it up for. Don't forget, this is your moment and this is your season to achieve the greatest heights in God you ever have before. It's powerful and life-changing. And as we take the time over these next couple Wednesdays to invite God in, he's coming into your calling He's coming in your purpose. He's coming in your position. And remember this, the only thing we can take out of this earth is what we do for Christ while we're in it. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for our family. God, I thank you for each and every member, partner, friend, somebody watching right now. I thank you, Lord, that as they share today and as they share it right now and as they give it to their friends, let this message challenge and change some of the mindsets that we're carrying, some of the thoughts that we're carrying, maybe some of the glass. You know, I got to change the internal image so I could change my external picture. I got to change some internal images so my external picture becomes clearer. Father, as we make these steps and take these steps, I thank you. You're going to anoint us afresh and anew to help us walk in supernatural ability so we could succeed in every area of our life. And to you be the glory. We love you, Jesus, and we thank you for you're so good and you're so greatly to be praised. Thank you for my friends, God. Thank you for, I love them, God, they're my family. And I pray we help each and every one of us to achieve the perfect plan you have for our life. We're pressing for a prize and let them achieve the prize you have for them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Well, praise God, guys. I pray tonight, just really bless you, bless me. Remember, Sunday morning this week, going to be powerful, 9 and 1030 online, and you could come be in the house. Amen. 1030, one service only, come early. I got a word for you, Sunday morning. It's going to be powerful. I'm telling you, I ain't even going to give it to you. Just come and get in the house. You're going to need it. I love you. God bless you, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.